Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Contact Keller's today and get your yard cleaned up before that dirty old man winter comes. I hate to say it, but he's on his way. The mornings are cold. They're frigid. I don't like it. I'm turning the uh, the steering wheel warmer on. I'm, I'm putting the seat warmers on. It's, it's just miserable. But contact Keller's today. And if you're looking for snow removal services during the winter months, they can take care of that for you too. Do not break your back this winter and leave the heavy lifting to the professionals at Keller's family owned and operated. Their team is looking forward to serving you Keller's garden center and landscaping services located on Kern street in Exeter near blue ribbon dairy. Find them on social media to learn more. Welcome to the show, the gentleman in Vine Street. How are you guys? Good, man. Well, great, John. So, Michael, I thought maybe uh, Michael uh, kind of uh, hijacked the uh, the podcast tonight, but it turns out he's actually in the band now. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I thought he he's like the last one we did together, which was like what, almost three years ago now. It was weird. It was a good <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah. I've only seen you like twice since then. I yeah. thought maybe he, could, he had to get back on and he just snuck his way in here, but he's actually <laughs> part of the band now. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. In space. He's in now. We in shared space. the link with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So guys, I mean, I, I've known of the, uh, of you guys for a long time, Vine Street and Sean, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I was in, initially introduced to you. We we first met almost a decade ago. It's 2014, February, March ish. You were performing at an open mic night at Grotto Pizza in Edwardsville. Yeah, that was our first open mic night we ever did, too. You know what's yeah. really funny about that whole thing? Aside from the fact that I remember that day, I knew there were great things to come from you. I, I knew it. That. I knew it. Yeah, I, I remember knew. you talking to us too, like at the end. It was really cool because it was the first time we went out in public and we were nervous as hell, but you gave us good reception and we just kept going, man. Yeah. You're probably like, who the hell is this old guy? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, old man. No, we were shaking. I think we did like Dirty Paws and like two other songs. Yeah. We were nervous. But it was it was cool. I was doing the mouth trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a fun little event. Uh, I remember the the marketing guy at Grotto Pizza wanted to do something, and and I remember just saying like open mic night at a at a pizza place. Like I don't know, like we'll see if people show up, and people did. It was great. Yeah. No, was yeah, fun. that that was it. It was it was a long time ago too. But yeah, me Guizo. Drev, that was our first night out. We were playing with this girl Kate that uh 
she was cleaning my teeth and then she found out we were in a van and then uh she joined the van and she lived right up the road so we we went up there and uh, that's crazy that was a while ago man these other two guys were with you too yeah these two guys man. <clears throat> yeah man i apologize yeah. for not remembering you guys <laughs> no worries. I, I'm very sorry. You got, well, I mean, Sean. I, to to my defense, Sean looks almost exact same as he did <laughs> almost ten years ago. You guys, button syndrome. Yeah, you guys. I, I can't even. I don't remember you guys at all. To, I, I, took a, I, I took can't grow a beard. They they both grew grew some beards. Yeah, I took a video that night. I'm trying. I was trying to find it, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't locate it. And it was a it was a, a video of you guys covering um that song you mentioned. I forget what band it is. Yeah, Dirty Paws. Who sings yeah. that? Um, Monsters of Men or something? That's the one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 But yeah, man. So like I I and, and well, the rest of you guys too, minus Michael, because he was not part of the band back then. But yeah, I mean, this has been a long time coming. You've done a lot of great things since then. Um and uh, the good news is you have some new music coming out on February 3rd. Yep. And it's the, the, I believe it's the first bit of new music since your 2020 release, your yes. self-titled, right? Yep, that's correct. So a lot's happened between you know 2014 and now. So if you could please, and I, I, I since then I haven't talked to you about Vine Street and who Vine Street is. I played some songs on the radio, um, but I don't really don't know who you guys are and what you guys do. So if you wouldn't mind, please, uh, sharing that with me and, uh, the audience. Yeah, for sure. Trevor, you want to take it? <laughs> yeah. First. Vine street, uh, you know, it originated in my, I would say in my apartment in Hanover, uh, between me, Sean and Guise. Um, I started learning the guitar. I think I was like 24, 25, hanging out with Guizo all the time. And, uh, he picked up guitar too, and we knew Sean through a mutual friend, um, and we gave him a call. And before he knew it, we were all jamming, and we were learning together. That was like the big thing, you know. We were, at least me and Guise, we were new to it all. So, um, you know, we we've been learning together ever since, um, and we've, you know, we've been playing all over the all over the valley. Uh, even outside the valley, some uh, it's like a cover band, but you know we have put out an album, uh, like you said, 2020 of all of our original music, and uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Actually, yes. saw the video. Oh, you did? Very yeah, cool. I did. <laughs> I did, and it's really cool that you guys have been like together for this long. I mean, you know, bands come and go, right? And then it's even cooler that you guys, like you said, you guys learned together and kind of grew together and you know you formed this sound together and that, that's that's really kind of cool and unheard of well i mean not unheard of obviously but like i don't know from a local band you know just trying to like get together and jam out and stuff like that it's like you know people go their different ways and they they grow up and you know families and things like that kind of you know quote unquote get in the way but um it's cool you're still doing it together yeah yeah we stuck together since like 2012 now so it's going on 11 years i think and wow. yeah it's been it's been a wild ride we uh didn't know really what we were even going to get into when we were just playing at Dre's house but then it all just evolved and we got some shows and 
you know, we we always write original music, but Mike's helping us finally sit down and work it out again because that's one thing that we kind of took a break from since 2020. But we're we're starting up again now. And you know, you started as a, a kind of a cover band. I mean, from the time you guys started till 2020, eight years go by. Um, how long was it before you guys decided to like let's hey let's let's write some uh, music ourselves and record it? Well, I think I, go ahead, Dre. You got it. Dude. I think we like right from the beginning. Uh, we were like making up our own songs, um, but we didn't always have the you know the know how to structure the songs all the time. So we would be jamming these songs or these ideas for a long time. Um, and we kind of, the, the album that we put out in 2020, those songs were years old. They're like three, four years old already. Um, so we just kept playing those, playing those songs. Um, and they kind of just came together after all those times jamming them. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. And then with the covers, yeah. I mean, we just got our circuit of bars that we were just playing nonstop, and i think between the th like me guizzo and drev over the years we've just kind of said yes to almost like every opportunity that we've had so we've gotten to play a lot of places and and gotten a lot of experience and exposure through that and kind of we're able to develop the cover songs and and you know what lists we want to play with uh that people enjoy just to kind of get more out of the crowd when we go out and, and we play these cover shows you guys play out a lot yeah like we were doing like once a week and then during the pandemic kind of slowed down but it picked up over the last year what are some of the hot spots you guys uh perform at we got Kavanaugh's. That's always a good one. The Italian Club. Uh, where else do we play? That was pretty sweet. River Grill, uh, yeah. Crooked Creek. Oh, wow. Hemlock Creek? Is that or It's like odd 118. 118, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's actually past Hemlock Creek, which is where I'm from. That's out there. It's, it's a cool yeah. place. Have those you ever part, been out people, there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've driven past it. I've never gone there to... to have have drinks and uh catch some entertainment but uh i can imagine those people like the party it was time. cool it was a big room we had a good time everybody was in the outside of the room but they still <laughs> had fun they're still dancing running they in were outside the room yeah, it's like double rooms so there's a big room that we played in and then the bar is outside but you could watch us on the tv from the bar so I'm assuming everybody was just comfy and just watching us on the TV. Hanging out, yeah, okay. I gotta check this place out. That sounds interesting. It is pretty sweet. Crooked Creek. Very interesting. Um, so <clears throat> two years go by. You know, we're, we're you know living in a pandemic. Were you guys like writing this new material like when uh, this was all going on, or what? What led to this new song? Uh, I just have like a bunch of notes that I just constantly take and lyrics that I write down. So they just kind of been brewing and we just uh, 
went at it. Once Mike got involved, he kind of sparked our energy again. And uh, then we were able to sit down and he knows a lot of music theories. So he's really helping us write and change up some of the chords that we play and the way that we sing and all these cool techniques that he's teaching us. So it's really just getting us going again, you know? Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what, what's it been like to, uh, you know, kind of be a new addition to a unit that has been together for so long. Oh man. It's like joining a family. (laughs) (laughs) And then like to have the, um, to be given the trust to work on like their original stuff is a blessing and a half, like being able to take somebody else's artwork and just do things to it and ask them to change things around and for them to receive it as well as they do. Yeah, it's very it's very family like band fan vibes. I love it. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Michael's in the band Elephants Dancing as well. Fantastic. Is jam band? Do we call jam band? Reggae ska. Reggae ska. Okay. Okay. All right. It's. And how did you guys feel? I mean, did you guys like just embrace the fact that you know Michael had this background, and you're like, hey, you know what? We, We we're just kind of a a few guys that are, are putting this together. We, we need some help and, and, and kind of some kind of guidance. I mean, did you seek him out or like, how did that work? I mean, so it sounds interesting. We, a- we actually needed a drummer for two gigs uh, this past summer. And um, the last minute we didn't have a drummer and they were, the shows were two weeks away. And uh, I texted Mike's brother, Chris, and because we met him at Plains Pub one night that we were playing, and I was like, "Hey, you know our vibe? Do you know any drummers that would, uh, you know, fit well with us?" And he's like, "Yeah, my brother." And he he sends me Mike's number. I immediately text him. He immediately texts me back. I'm down. We got one practice in, and then we played, um, we played St. Martha's Bazaar out in that's a little past Tonlocks too. I think like out Shikshini. We played that with Mike and then uh, a gig up at sky top. And it's, it was um, both gigs were great. We had fun. And then we started writing musical. A match made in heaven. (laughs) That's cool. That's really cool. I love when a plan comes together, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And, And you mentioned your vibe. What, what, uh, what is your vibe? What, what's, what's, what is, uh, Vine Street as far as, you know, that live show, that music? The vibe? Yeah, man. The vibe. Like, what, <laughs> you know, you, you said, hey, you, you know, I need a, we need a drummer to fit our vibe. What's your vibe? Like, what, what, right. what can people, uh, they're just listening to this saying, I never heard of Vine Street before. Um, here's your, uh, your elevator pitch. Maybe Mike could answer that the best <laughs> coming in. I mean, yeah, I guess like if I, I'd call it um, like progressive folk. If I had to give it like a progressive folk. Yeah, that like, seems. I'm a songwriter in there somewhere, but like that's, that's a weird genre to like identify. You're kind of all over the place, but kind of on the. You're not all over the place. <laughs> it's just yeah. like a. Like slightly heavier and more syncopated folk. You lost yeah. me there. 
<laughs> I don't know the words you. I don't even know words you just. He said. lost all of us. <laughs> what words did you just use? That's us. You nailed it. <laughs> oh man. Let's let's go with pro- pro- progressive folk. I like that better. I can say those those words. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you What do you want to be? Like if like what would you want to be called? Uh. I guess full time musician. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, man. Uh, I like I guess, progressive folk. Yeah, progressive folk. I, I could, like I could sleep with that. Yeah, yeah that's I pretty, mean, pretty, pretty legit. I guess that's open for interpretation too, right? Yeah. Right. For sure. I don't know. We got this new song out, February third. Now I was sent the song. And uh, at the time, I was told that uh, we don't have a name for it yet. <laughs> Do we have a name as of today? Yes. We're Are going we with sure? If It Were Up To Me. That's the new single coming out on the All third. right. Well, I understand that. If it were up to you, what would it be called? That's the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we settled on. I'm not good with naming... Uh, tracks really i even on the last album i think we had a track called track two and it was supposed to be the second track of the album i think it was like six or seven it didn't make any sense but. <laughs> that's no is that and that's one of my favorite songs about you guys yeah track two is it's a sweet one but i can't name them i never know how to name them but uh well i i like when people get like creative with it in the sense of uh Kind of like what this new song is called. It's a, you know, it's not a two word uh, title. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, uh, you hear, you see it, you read it, and you're like, what is this about? That's right. There track, we go. Are you sure? I mean, on Spotify, track two is track two. Track two is track two? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we did it right. <laughs> it all worked out. Maybe by accident. Things came together. Things came together pretty good. All right. So if it were up to me. Yeah. It was yeah. also a, a title yet you mentioned before we started recording. Um, what, what's the song about? If I can ask. If you don't want to tell yeah. me, because a lot of people don't want to say what the songs are about, because they want to leave it open for interpretation uh, to anyone listening to it, how you know it could apply to them in different ways. If you don't want to say what it's about, that's fine. I understand. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do like when songs have that, but um, I think when I was writing it, it was just like I base songs off just kind of uh, you know ideas that people and things that you know people are going through. So uh, you know, addiction, and it's not necessarily like you know like people that drink a lot it's like you could have an addiction with anything but when you beat it it's uh you know it's a good thing but you you have that voice in the back of your head that's like uh you know you could slip uh so i'll just say that i don't really want to you know describe it too much because it's open for interpretation but during the time it was uh something like that nothing uh too personal but you know 
that's where the idea stem for for the song. Yeah. I've always been thankful that I never had a, a real addiction. Because like that, you know, what you just said to like people who have addictions and like I feel like every day they're constantly counting like, you know, 50 days sober, you know, yeah. 51 days. And it's every day it's like this like this number that they think about and like I'm sure there's like logic behind like having that, you know, progress, right? I I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a, you know, a yeah. counselor by any means, but like that for me is scary enough to like never want to get addicted to anything. So I wouldn't want to, never want to chase that number or just constantly being like, you know, fighting that demon every single day. Yeah, for sure. And life could get hard sometimes. And I think that's basically, you know, people lean on what they're addicted to during hard times in their lives. And that's kind of what the song touches upon. Like, um, you know, the, the, uh, chorus is, if it were up to me, I'd never be sober too much weighing Mike added that weighing on my shoulders, uh, day and night, we're all getting older. Uh, if it were up to me, it would never be sober. So it's kind of like, you know, those everyday things that weigh people down, uh, they tend to lean on their addictions a little bit more during those times. So it's just kind of a storyboard around that in a sense. But, yeah. And life is hard, like you said, and it's probably never been more difficult than it has been the last two or three years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What a what a whirlwind. I mean, I don't know how you guys, uh, you know, got through it. And you know, I talked to a lot of musicians and um, you know, what did you guys experience during that time? Did you guys still continue to, you know, perform outdoor shows and things like that? Or um, did you focus on... Um, you know, yourselves and your families, like what was that like during those, these, these last couple of years? For me, uh, for us. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, like I said before, we were playing pretty consistently and then that kind of the pandemic and everything took us, uh, by surprise, like everyone, but you know, we couldn't practice. We couldn't get together. We were doing online shows, uh, just was kind of like a void because, we look forward to playing every weekend and, you know, like we're a family, so we can't get together and practice and jam. Um, especially if it's like something that we do on the regular, it was kind of like we, uh, for me, I, you know, didn't know what to do for a while and if we were going to get back and if it was going to get back to normal. So it was kind of crazy. Anybody else? Yeah, I think, I mean, I personally, I was stuck in this apartment uh, for pretty much the whole time. Um, but yeah, I did a couple live streams and that was something new to me, um, you know, because I still had the itch to play and get that, you know, that feeling of playing in front of people. Um, and I think that part actually helped me grow as a musician, like kind of put pressure on me um you know to get certain songs down um because it was nerve-wracking um but other than that yeah we didn't really i mean we did some zoom calls like this as a band but we never like played music yeah a lot of people um you know resorted to the uh live streams 
Is that something that you guys ever considered, you know, continuing to do as part of, I don't know, a connection with fans or, or you guys just like strictly like focused on playing out now that you can? Yeah, I think, I mean, we've talked about that in the past um, to, you know, we're practicing and we're like, we should do Facebook live. We've never done it yet. Um, but maybe one of these days we will. And I think now that Mike's in the, in the band, he's pushing us a little bit, a little bit more. So you might see us do some live streams soon. I feel like Michael has a very important part in this, this project now. He's very uh, quiet over there, but I feel like he's, um, it's just, Michael, mastering our yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Dude. <laughs> Like, talk a little bit about, like, you know, the role, I guess, you have. Um, I feel like it's very important. I mean, these guys have a foundation, right? And I think that you have this this knowledge and, and, and whatever it might be, like, to really take this to the next level. I mean, on the songwriting stuff, like, side of stuff, um, I'm kind of just hearing what Sean has putting down and... Uh, kind of manipulating his like the harmonic stuff that's going on to allow it to the song to like fit his register better. For example, his was in, you know, one key and I brought it up a certain amount of times until it sounded like he was really having to put more air in to kind of hit the notes that he was singing, which gave it like more of the, um, the timbre we might have been looking for in his voice. Um, Along with the the fancy word that I said earlier would be like syncopation, <laughs> which is like the the stops and starts and like little hits that are kind of planned that give the rhythm more interest. Um, like that's definitely one of like the the music things I'm trying to do with them. That's probably giving it more of that progressive side to his already folk sound writing. Um, and then I guess um, like for me during COVID, I started doing Saturn in the Hula Hoops, which is like an electronic project that I had going for a while. Um, and I learned a lot of like social or uh, social media techniques and like marketing things. Um, so I'm kind of just pushing that on them as much as I can, along with like manipulating Spotify's algorithm and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Talk about that. Because I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's gotta be a challenge, right? Like, you know, um, it's the industry, I guess you could say is oversaturated. I guess it always has been, but now that we have these, these tools like Spotify and things like that, I mean, it's just, I mean, every, every dickhead in America has a podcast. I'm one of them. Right. So anyone could put their music on, on these streaming services too. So there's so much out there, right? Like yeah. talk about, you know, you know, using those to your advantage and, and how you can effectively do that. So, I mean, like, um, I haven't done it with these guys yet because the music isn't, uh, like, the new stuff isn't necessarily on Spotify or anything. Um, and this is definitely more prominent in the scene that Saturn is from, like, Saturn the Hula Hoops, that electronic stuff. with like, lo-fi. But um, it's all about, like, playlisting right now. It's all about pitching your music to the thousands and thousands of curators, which are usually just other artists. Um, and getting as many playlists as you possibly can. A lot of the times you're only getting like one or two to like five new streamers, like new streams from a different listener um, a month on them, but they all add up. Like if you have like, you know, a couple hundred 
playlist that you're in that's that's a solid amount of streams every month and then um other thing is like follow gate so like if you create a playlist that you promote heavily and you have like a solid organic following of like 80 to 100 monthly listeners there's websites like daily playlists that you can put your playlist on there and require um like you could allow people to pitch to it to be on the playlist but in order to be able to pitch to it you have them go through a follow gate which then like has them follow your stuff on spotify so like it's a good way to gain followers who are interested in the genre because it's like they're trying they're in a folk band they're trying to get on your folk playlist so they submit to you and to do that it like the, the program like makes them follow on spotify that's like a good way to rack up followers. I don't think you could do that with like podcasting stuff because I don't really think it's like podcast playlists. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I've chosen to. Uh, I don't know. I, I probably should look into something, but it's the wild west to me. I don't know. It's scary. Yeah. I don't know. It's you know, back in the day, you you know, record music, you go out play music. You know, you sell your records, and and you have these. Uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, record labels behind you now it's like it's so much independent and it's so much work and every every <laughs> i feel like every band member is like an integral part it's not just like oh well i play the drums and that's it it's like i'm the drummer i'm the i'm the videographer i'm the uh, social media manager i'm this i'm that and i don't know it's it's i feel like it's lost it's fun <laughs> to a degree like it's not like let's part let's go out play a show you know have some drinks and party it's like you know this is if you want to like make it if you want to like put a dent in and things like you have to really be focused and and you know treat it like a business which is like cool right but also like that's not fun yeah it kind of gets overwhelming sometimes just even we get a slew of shows just like having enough pictures to make promos and send them out scheduling them and but we're gonna do it i mean you gotta do it i guess we haven't done it and i mean we we attempt but uh mike knows the ins and outs with the TikToks and all that so like <laughs> he's gonna teach us and uh it's gonna be cool so uh i think we're all willing to do it too it's just like you said it's like you know we want to play a show but there's x y and z that we have to do and you know there's four of us that are you know living our own lives too so just getting together is is good for us but uh yeah just doing all that additional stuff i mean you gotta do it though does it feel annoying at all and i'm and i'm asking this question because like i, I was just having this discussion today with uh, some friends like i feel like we're all in a room in the same room trying to see who could yell the loudest yeah. To the, to the point where, like, I, I, I look on the, you know, Instagram, not, but not so much Instagram, it's mostly Facebook. And maybe I should just get rid of it. But, like, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all these people shouting. And it's all these people celebrating, like, these small, like, I don't want to say small. Like, I, I feel like an asshole when I say, like, oh, you're, you're celebrating little wins. But, like, it's almost as if they're, they're, they're celebrating that they, you know, took a shit today it's like obviously yeah. it's not that not that, that level <laughs> but like i don't know it's just it's it's frustrating and sometimes when i'm doing this and i try to promote you know 
these podcasts and you know the artists that I'm you know talking to without being annoying and and you know, over over overdoing it and I don't know it's it's frustrating. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I don't post too much. Um, I mean, I don't know the last time I even posted on Instagram. I think it was like last year sometime, but I use Facebook to wish people happy birthdays just because I think that's a good thing to do. People <laughs> yeah, like that. Nice. Yeah. It's a good feeling. But other than that, I try to avoid uh just going on there and stuff. All the people that I talk to, uh, I could text and yeah. You know, I I enjoy doing that and, you know, having more of a secret personal life than just making sure somebody likes when I cross the street or take another shit or something <laughs> like that. You know? so, but yeah, Maybe. I mean, people like to, you know, express themselves on there, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like shit on it but like i don't know i mean i use it to i use it to myself too but maybe i just need to stop maybe i just need to like use it for the you know the page that this podcast lives on and, and just share that and just be done with it i don't know yeah. i don't know i don't know the but like i feel like i feel like there's definitely that fomo like if i'm yeah. not on <laughs> if i'm not if i'm not keeping tabs on different people and what, and what they're doing like i'll miss out on something like, yeah i don't know man it's like and maybe that's maybe this is my addiction. There you go. <laughs> there, it there it is. Maybe this is it. And that's if I it. if I quit if I can't quit now I can't quit now. <laughs> Try it. Five days with no, with no social media. Shit, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I had a problem. Here we are. There you go. You guys have exposed me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just often I think about like who, who are we? What are we doing? Yeah, why, are we, why, why are we sharing pictures of our food? Yeah. Who are we talking to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, don't know. I hear I you, know. man. I don't know. I'm part of the problem. I know. You can't get off it because then people will think something's wrong with you. But you just right. keep it. And, and now then, I'm like, it, it's like. If you don't have a social media, like, what are you hiding? Yeah. What are you hiding? What are you, what are you hiding? What are you hiding behind the curtain there? What's behind those northern lights you got over there? <laughs> well, there's there's this big thing now too, where these uh, is it uh, Gen, Gen Z? These Gen Zers, they are uh, they want to they want to shut off from social media. They want to disconnect. So they're they're. Uh, Resorting to flip phones, they're 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 that the flip phones are cool now, right? And I've always said I would go back to flip phone tomorrow if I could. Yeah. But I also like I'm like this thing's amazing too. Like I don't I don't want to go back to a flip phone. This thing is so powerful. Like why would I <laughs> why would I like do that to myself? But like, but they're what they're doing is they're essentially going back. They, they have these flip phones now, but they're also keeping their this phone too because they're they're TikToking themselves, you know disconnecting with their flip phone it's like you understand what's happening here right like what are you doing it's confusing i ran over my first prepaid phone when i got my first cell phone with my car because 
I wasn't used to so many things in my pocket. I had my keys, <laughs> my wallet. I wasn't used to the phone, and I just drove right over it. I'm not good with phones, but you gotta have one. And you like, I can't go back to the flip phone. I got playing that Wordle this week, and I can't stop. You play that game? Oh, you just started? Yeah, it's, it's addictive. Oh, I I had, I, I was I was going. I had a good streak going. Let's see if I can find that streak. It's good. Um, I had like a, I, was it seventy seven days or something like that. Oh, it's addicting. That's it my is. Addiction. Well, and it was funny because we would do it at work. Like we we would take like uh, a ten minute break in the morning, and um, everybody's wordling. Yeah, everyone's everyone's wordling. <laughs> Max streak is gone. We were but yeah, I stopped. I stopped. I don't know why. Stopped. Just, you gave it up. Gave but you up. didn't give up the social medias. We I gave up Wordle. I can't. I can't. I love the drama. I love the drama. <laughs> I don't like drama in my life. I like I like watching other people's drama. There you go. I would say too. I wish I was a psychologist. Because I would just like cherry pick. Like you can see everyone <laughs> who has like mental health issues. I'm like you need to talk. Uh, and you need to talk. And you need to talk. That's the fun. <laughs> you just started Wordle now, though. That Wordle's been like. That's like I old know. news, bro. That's old I news. Know. I'm old. Where School. you been? I just get to the party late, but I stay long. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is hammered. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah Wordle's fun. I, I used to think it was like a, you know, it helped my brain. But uh, yeah, do you I have didn't a, understand uh, it, but now I get it. Do you have a, uh, a, a, a constant starting word? I normally go with like Don't clear or something with a lot of vowels in it. Yeah. Just to get them get them popping. I just uh my first word, I have one letter not locked in. Terrible. I get I get doing them and then I get like crazy. I can't think of even what how to spell anything, but it's fun. This person won't listen to this podcast, so I'll tell it. I'll I'll tell you guys. Uh, so what we would do, we would share in our group texts, and, and the group text is like, um, what is it called? The wor- Wordle or uh, hurdles? The Wordle. I don't know where that came from, but uh, <laughs> and so we would share, like you know, uh, our, our you know how many how many times it took us, like was two, three, four, whatever. And I knew the girl's, uh, it's a coworker of mine. I knew the girl's first word. So she would always use it. And I think this is where I stopped. She would always use the same first word. So I would be able to tell, like, if she sent me her thing and, like, you know, her first row, you know, had, you know, the certain letters or whatever, I would be able to tell, like, you know, where she used them, how she used them, and I would be able to use that to my advantage to kind of get it sooner. Um, so <laughs> at that point, it just became a way to cheat. Um, so it became less fun for me, I guess, and that's why I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> it became a way, like, how 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 good can I cheat? I like, <laughs> okay. this, is, this, this isn't for me. I yeah. stop this. Well. Well, I hope you last a long time. Thanks, man. I'm going to keep going. I just started, so. Yeah. You know any of the old ones? Let me know. I'll get that. I'll start cheating a little bit. <laughs> Increase the score. <laughs> you don't want to cheat yourself. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
I'm Ooh, sitting here next off. next year saying I gave it up after we talked. <laughs> oh man. I feel like we haven't heard from Guizo. I'm just chilling, man. <laughs> You're the only one I was drinking. What the hell? I am. I'm I'm by myself. So I I'm feel over like here I'm by myself in the corner. I feel like I'm I feel like I should like you shouldn't be drinking alone. I should like have one with you. Come on board. No, I can't. I can't. So yesterday, uh, I got on, uh, my wife bought a, a Peloton like four months ago, maybe longer, maybe longer. Um, and I bought a pair of shoes for it. I never even opened the box and, um, I got on it for the first time yesterday. So I'm trying to make better, uh, life choices. There you go. Cutting back the drinking is one of them. Unfortunately. Are you doing the classes and stuff on there or just riding? So yesterday was the first one, first time on it. I was lucky I was even able to get my my uh, shoes in the clips. Yeah, and I was just like, let's just regular ride, no no hills, no no uh, tension. We're just gonna do fifteen minutes. We're gonna start there. And I was like, I, it was like eight o'clock, and I'm like, it's too late to do this. And I'm like, I, mean, I really want to have a drink tonight. So I'm like, you can't have a drink tonight unless you get on the bike. So I got on the bike. And I had one drink. I said, I, I, I deserve go. this. I deserve this. It feels good, man. I don't have a Peloton, but I just joined that uh, new Crunch gym down by the mall. Oh, yeah? It's pretty sweet. Ten ninety nine. Can't beat it. Not sponsored by Crunch. Fine Street is not sponsored by it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. I like it. I'm trying to get back in the groove and uh, get on that, you know? I had a I had a uh, membership at Planet Fitness for maybe maybe five years. I got uh, suckered in, no money down, ten bucks a month. Ask me how many times I went in five years. How many did you go? Zero. Never even. <laughs> just never. Would you sign up online? Just never. I don't even know how I signed up. I mean, it, was 20, <laughs> it was like September of 2015. <laughs> they were doing a deal. And I wanted to get back into it, and I knew I, I knew that I was like not, I was, was never going to do it, but I was like, I'm going to do it. Five years, bam, yeah, 120 bucks a year. And now you got the Peloton, though. It's at home. Well, my, yeah. So my wife got that. Uh, we had a baby in uh, July of 2022, and she was very concerned about you know losing the baby weight, you know, after our second child. And so I was like, hey, you know, whatever you want to do. And she was great. She used it every day for like probably three months until she went back to work because she was off for three months on maternity leave. Uh, so I just, I kind of like, you know, nudge every now and then. I'm like, how's that bike doing down there? Yeah. I, I don't have room to talk really, right? I, I didn't get on it <laughs> once until yesterday. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're both trying to get back. back there into, you go. Well, her back into it, me just to start. I, uh, it's funny. I, I today, I mean, this is all happening, and I, I felt good about getting on the bike yesterday. I went to work today, and uh, I was looking for something in the shop. I work at Axelrad Screen Printing, looking for something in the shop. And there's this um, woman who works there. She's uh, mid to late forties. She's got two kids. She's married, and I'm like, she knows where everything is. So I went up to her and I said, "Hey, I have a wife slash uh, mom question for you." She says. Yes, that hoodie is too small for you. <laughs> the one that I was wearing, the one that I'm wearing right now. She says, yes, 
that hoodie is too small on you. That's, you know, it wasn't even 10 o'clock this morning. And I'm again, I'm like, man, this is uh, all signs are pointing to me needing to lose, lose weight and make better choices. So water on a, a, a Monday, Monday evening for me. We got a sweatsuit underneath the sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to do something. I got to do something. There you go, man. Uh, I don't know, man. But Guizo, back to you. Keep, keep on. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's you drink. You got a drink for me. Get a real bike, man. We'll go ride, <laughs> <laughs> buddy. It's it's enough for me to like try and do it in my house, inside. Come on, get it rolling. Are you a rider? You ride? Uh, I picked it up again this summer after a long, long time and not riding. Uh, thanks to the father-in-law and the brother-in-law. Uh, it's been a blast, man. It's, it's kind of makes you reflect on getting older and uh, taking taking health into perspective, that sort of thing. And and speaking of the drinking thing, you know, cutting back when you can, kind of deal. But times like this, you got to indulge. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I I I tend to try and drink during these just to kind of loosen up a bit, but <sighs> yeah. If it's a board tonight, let's just be. St- <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's stiff, man. That's stiff. <laughs> Not how the lyrics of that song go. <laughs> Oh no! What did I just do? What song is that? The new one. So oh, the new one. Gotcha. Or yes. if it were up to me, <laughs> never be sober. <laughs> I wish Better that I. Him, so. What do you I mean yourself, that, Trey? I wish that I uh, prepared better for this, and I would have had this video ready to roll, and sh- I would have shared the screen. Oh, man. Um, but I also don't want to get like pulled for copyright infringement either. We open mic night. Yeah, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. My, my no one's no one's watching this, right? <laughs> as far in, you should be good. That was it. That was it. Dang. Yeah, let's drive right next to me, and Guizo's on the other side. Yeah, that's Kate on the piano. What's that girl doing now? You think? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. Last time I went to the dentist, Babies. she's still there. <laughs> she's still there. You still dentist, yeah, but I don't have dental insurance, so I stopped going to dentist. <laughs> Dude, don't do that. I'm taking a break. Yeah, you know what? Take a break from that dentist. Take a break from the dentist. They always talk to you when they got their hands in your mouth. It's like it's the worst, isn't it? So hard. Maybe it was the running joke. Come on, stop. Stop. I wish I could. I've heard- I remember that night vividly. I was shaking. That was the first time playing in front of anybody other than Louise and Sean. And that was terrifying. Yeah, I don't think we slept for like three days. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> night of our lives. That's just crazy. I mean, it didn't start there, but like kind of, right? Like that's where it all yeah, started. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was. We still like go to open mic nights uh, at Tony's Wine Cellar too. Like we didn't do a lot of open mic nights, but every time we did, they were a lot of fun and they were like a rush because we would try to do original stuff. Um, so maybe that's something that we get back into and test out some of these new songs. Just sign up for some open mics. That's actually how we got our name because we really didn't know what to call ourselves, and then. The jazz cafe used to have the open mic nights and 
we were going back and forth between a few names and then we finally pulled the trigger and signed up as vine street on the jazz cafe uh list and then we we just stuck with vine street and Guizo used to live on vine street and ashley so it all made sense for us but uh yeah it was cool that's interesting yeah there's um, a lot of vine streets too so people get confused and they can't ever find like we didn't have to worry about people coming up at our i was practice. really worried about that at and, first you know people come to the house with the band and stuff like that and then uh turns out there is a lot of vine streets yeah, I th- there's a, a great open mic at the V spot in Scranton every Tuesday. Yeah, we don't make it up to Scranton. We should. It's a little bit of a ride, yeah. right? But uh, yeah. if you're looking for something, it's uh, put on by the NAPA scene uh, gang. And then um, I think he's trying to do it once a month down in Wilkesbury. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's at uh, it's in Wilkes-Barre somewhere. I don't remember where exactly, but uh, yeah, I mean, open mic nights and I think it's such a great uh, way to really test out those songs and like, especially when you're kind of a seasoned musician too, or you know, you don't have those initial like, uh, you know, fears where you can really kind of put a song out there, see you know how it works as as a group, and then obviously how you know the audience um, reacts to it as well. Yeah, and I think like even when we went to Tony's Wine Cellar, it was just so many musicians there too, like that we could talk to and get to know. So they were good experiences. Uh, And I think playing some of the bars that we play uh, pushes us more towards those covers that we do. And then uh, we kind of lean back on the originals. So maybe if we could intertwine a little bit of that and and get some more... uh, you know, people to hear some of our original stuff. Even with the 2020 CD, like Trev said, we wrote those songs like two or three years prior. And then we finally, like we recorded and then it, we just sat on the recordings for like a year. And then the pandemic hit and we released them. So we never really even got to play them. But by the time we got back on our feet and out, we, <laughs> I don't even know how to play half those songs, but, uh, we were just kind of over them, but they're still cool. We still like enjoy them, but we just kind of passed by and we never really got an opportunity to showcase them out to uh, the people that come and see us. And, you know, some of them were picking up some traction too. So it was kind of cool. So it'd be neat to get that feeling back and that flow of uh, writing stuff and getting excited about our original stuff you know yeah do you have a plan for this year i mean it's it's january 16th today and um you know we have the whole year ahead of us um do you guys have plans for this year set up yet uh, right right more yeah right more i know we're gonna release that in february and then uh we're gonna try to keep you know, writing. I think I have three or four songs that there's some ideas behind them that we've kind of visited. So uh, hopefully work through those kind of the same structure that we did this new one coming out. Um, And just, you know, Mike's helping me and Drev um, kind of sing 
to different keys and learn more about singing and uh, vocalizing and harmonizing. So it's cool. We're going to try to incorporate some of that into the new music and uh, really get the feel and sound that we were trying to get on our previous kind of songs that we never really tested out, you know? Mike's up for it. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he is. <laughs> and any thoughts about revisiting some of those older songs and, and maybe re-recording uh, those or um maybe like a live album. I think we always wanted to do something like live. We really enjoy when we play them live and then sometimes when we sit down and record them like with the first album we kind of lost some of the uh the feel uh i guess you could say uh, but we're more you know when we record during our practices and stuff sometimes those recordings turn out better than when we sit down and write them out um too so it'd be neat to do like a full live album yeah and as far as shows go, anything lined up that uh, people could catch you guys at? Uh, the next me- next big one, full band, is March 25th at Six String Saloon. Oh, in Hanover. Yeah. We haven't been there in a, in a couple of years, so it'll be nice to get back there. Cool. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Have you guys had... Uh, your your pick like where where would you play if you can be like oh, well, i want to play these five places this year where would they be any any, any places you guys love um i mean i was like the jazz but we haven't been back there in a long time um why not they I just started know. doing local stuff again i don't know we'll have to uh hit them up what a show uh, together Put a little showcase together. Yeah, I was wanting to get down to that uh, Carl Hall too, but we missed that. Yeah. We missed out on that. But that place was pretty neat. It's but some bummer. more, I like those types of places. Uh, even Canteen Park, when they had that little intimate, when they would have shows, they're not there anymore either. But uh, yeah. But yeah, I like playing Cavs. Kavanaugh's is always fun for us too. But is that Mountaintop? Oh yeah, mountaintop. And uh, the Italian club had this uh, music fest one year at Mount Sky. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Was that right? Yeah, Mount Sky. That place was really sweet. Uh, my favorite gigs are the outside summer gigs. Uh, so I look forward to those the most. People are just, you know, good spirits, and you're outside enjoying the summer and playing music and drinking and having a good time. So. Those are my favorite types of shows to play. Nothing better. Nothing better. Time. Warm weather. Yeah, we were we were fortunate to play a couple like festival type gigs last year, like uh, like the Farm Fest. That was that was awesome. Uh, that was a good time. Cherry Blossom Festival. We played uh, Pierogi Festival. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, Farm Fest. I think was one of my favorite shows the past year that was just it was sweet it was really cool felt like our own little warp tour or something yeah it was neat sweet i feel like you guys have a a a strong merch game too yeah we can uh, get some merch from you from you if they wanted to support you merchboot.com right now right dre 
I believe so. Yes. John got, Fry, set that up for you, buddy. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got nice hoodies. People like the hoodies. Uh, and then we, I think we got some T-shirts left, and we're working on some new merch and some cool stuff. Uh, maybe some coffee mugs or something. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta have coffee mugs. Everyone loves coffee. Everyone. I, I but, mine was dirty. I right? have mine in my hand. That's what <laughs> I've been doing. I promote while I'm while I'm podcasting. Right. You know. That's right. Every time we do one of these, I could be drinking out of Vine Street mug. Yeah. Yeah. Quizzo could be drinking his beer. No one would even know he's drinking. That's right. This could be whiskey. I could be lying to you guys. Mike's eating Sour Patch Kids again. <laughs> the candy. There you go. Get some uh, koozies. Some koozies. Vine Street koozies. Yeah, there the one show we gave out, um, we did like a little contest, which was cool. So we're going to try to do some of that to give some merchandise, you know, get people active and... uh you know, it's just, it's cool. Uh, when we play at Cavs, all the staff wears our hoodies and stuff. So we feel the love, you know, so it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to, you know, you guys and what we have coming up in uh, 2023, obviously starting with this new song due out on February 3rd called If It Were Up To Me. That's right. It's the one. Uh, great, great song. I, I, you know, it's a, it's a, Good follow up to uh, you know your album from 2020. So, um, if nothing else, you're consistent. I like that. Thank you, my friend. Consistently good. <laughs> Thank you. Consistently good. But yeah, some of my favorites. Anyone listen to this? But go back and listen to that 2020 album. Track two is a great song. All right, uh, was a great song. Um, there's one more that I really liked. I think it was Running in Circles. Maybe it was called in circles. Yeah, that was I like that one a lot. That yeah. one's a cool one. One time we played that at jazz, and I had a wireless uh, guitar set up, and I ran out <laughs> into the crowd, and I was running circles uh, <laughs> just so they got the chorus down because uh, I mumble sometimes, so I wanted to make sure they knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, what are your live shows like? I mean, um, if, if people were to say, "Hey, you know what, these guys." Sound cool. I want to check out their music. I want to check out, you know, their live shows. What could people expect from those? Uh, I mean, we have a pretty good time. Uh, we try to get everybody involved, uh, get the dancing going. Sometimes I get hit in the mouth when people are dancing <laughs> too much. I'm almost losing my front teeth. But nice. it's just a good, chill vibe, uh, folky, progressive, uh, as some may say. And... Um, yeah, we we just do a a wide range of songs that uh it could you know reach a wider audience and so you know we might be playing a classic song and then do something modern or um just change it up so you don't really know what to expect but it's mostly a good time everybody's having fun and it's just a chill vibe you know sweet and where yeah. can people find you on social media they can find us at www.facebook.com slash Vine Street. Is it Vine Street Band or Vine Street? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Vine it's going ST so well, Band. Sean. Vine ST Band. And now we have an Instagram. We don't have a TikTok yet, but we're working it's on that. All over. <laughs> it's all over when you get to TikTok. Oh, the TikTok is talking. Yeah. I can't, I can't 
I can't figure it out. I can't figure out a way to utilize it to promote what I'm doing for this. Yeah. Um, I don't like the camera. I don't like the, an idea of a selfie is annoying to me. Uh, for me personally, like it just, I don't know. I, I hate mean, being the center of attention and I feel like that's would be me being the center of an attention. And I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. But you got to do it though. Right. You got to, you got to do them. Again, going back to what you said before, it's like all these things, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you know, website. Checklist. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't stop. And, then, and then when you figure it out, they switch it on you. They yeah. change the algorithm and whatever they do. Well, there's something else new out there. Yeah. So when you, as soon as you figure it out, something else pops up. Yeah. Be real. You ever hear, hear that? No. It's called Be Real. I guess the 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 concept of that is uh, I don't know if it's a certain point of the day. I don't know if you get like, notifications say like to, to tells you to take a picture. I'm not really sure. Uh, young kids like it, um, and I guess you have to take a, you gotta take a picture of like you in the moment, like at that at that kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> post yeah, it I, to Facebook. I don't know. It's, it's no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'll check it out. I, I I refuse. I won't check it out, but yeah, maybe. What was that one uh, that all the kids used? Um, I, when I first started, I, I I was convinced it was just for like for dick pics because like <laughs> the things would like uh, disappear. What was it called? Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Chevrolet in college. <laughs> No, what was it called? I think someone said it. What was that? Snapchat. Snapchat. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Never got into that. Snapchat. Never never downloaded that. But things come and go so quickly. I mean, remember Clubhouse? Yeah. Clubhouse was like all the rage. Mm-mm. Never no? heard of it. No. I just downloaded Wordle today or last <laughs> week. <laughs> all right. Well, that's not going to wrap things up. Though. I don't want to get overwhelm you, you know? Yeah, the whole big world out there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to go share this video of uh, the, the the formation of Vine Street. There we go, dude. That's <laughs> funny. I can't believe I found it. That's good stuff. Well, it's awesome. Thanks for yeah. taking the time. Thank you for having us, and thank you for you know. All those years, man. It's been a, it's been awesome, dude. It's really cool to to see you guys still at it, still you know, and, and creating your own music and um, creating good music too. Uh, you know, so it's just like it's it's one of those things I always love. You know, you know, seeing a, someone who has potential and seeing a group who has potential and it and kind of you know taking it to the next level. So kudos Thank to you guys, that, man. That's awesome. Thanks, Thank you. Well, guys, thanks Thank again. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, the Cowboys are, I think, winning by twenty four at this point. Twenty four nothing. By this, when this mm. comes out, it'll be Eagles forgotten. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, Eagles win on Saturday. But uh, Saturday, I forget when they play. But yeah, yeah. I, I would prefer the Cowboys not to be in the picture after tonight. But I think Brady's going to go home. I think he's going home. I like Tom Brady. People hate on him. But nice I mean, guy. how could you hate him? 
Nice dude. He's real. He's does. he's the best. Yeah, I mean, how you can't deny that. It's insane what he's doing at his age, especially. Yeah. But enough of that. I'll let you guys go. Thank right, you, brother. Again. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, my man. We'll see you soon. All right. Take care. Yeah. Later.